In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. Day six camp review. I'm here with Fred Gritham. Fred, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, Paul. No worries. Thank you very much. And uh, your ancestors are British, so it's nice to have some British blood on the show. Yeah, with a name like Greet Ham or Greetham, we call it. But <laughs> I think originally uh, got some traces back to the mother country. Excellent. And um, you've um, at the OBR, you've just um, signed one of my friends, um, Mac Robinson. Yeah, he's uh, officially starting tomorrow with us. And so we're glad to get him on board. Um, there've been some changes with uh, 24 seven and, and CBS and, and uh, so we're excited about some of the ramp up with the front page and the advertising and, and everything that's going into to this. So just about in time to have a good team to cover this year. And so we're excited all the way around. we got a lot of good things happening. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And uh, tell us, highlights, camp uh, day six. How was it for you, Fred? Well, it's – it's like I was saying earlier, it's kind of like trying to take a drink out of a fire hose. You got 90 players all over the place, everybody doing things at the same time, coaches um, trying to keep track of everything that's going on. But um, yeah, I think, you know, the injuries are starting to take a little note. Olivier Vernon missed today with a hamstring and, you know, he's a pro bowler that, you know, they're counting on to really take the pressure off Miles Garrett on the other side, as well as, you know, to give a push on both ends. Um, Duke Johnson's the most significant who's been out on the offense, but Vernon's probably the first projected starter on defense to miss. We don't know how severe they obviously don't go into depth with injuries and that, but hopefully he'll be out there, you know, soon. Um, as far as, couple guys catching my attention. Dontrell Hilliard continues to take advantage of Duke Johnson being out. You know, and whether this is a plan by Johnson or not, I don't think it is. But, you know, he's going he's, he's gonna to make it, make it easy for them to trade him if um, Hilliard continues to make plays. Biggest thing he lacks is experience, and that's why I think, you know, they'd be reluctant or be foolish to – move Johnson before um, at least before Kareem Hunt gets back so um, you know he's been a pleasant surprise one of the question marks maybe is Antonio Callaway I think he really could be under the radar have a big year with all the attention um, to Beckham and and Landry and he's been running with the second and third team and I talked to Freddie Kitchens asked him about it and he said well 
you know, we know who our starters are, meaning Landry and Beckham, but everything else is up for grabs. And I think Richard Higgins and Callaway, most of us thought would at least be the three and four, but they seem to have an open competition. And whether they're just trying to make Callaway really move or push, um, they say he's doing good, but today he he was he moved up a little bit because uh, they were giving some rest to Beckham and Landry. But you know, Derek Willie's been taking reps ahead of him, and you know, and even Ratley's out with a hamstring. So just a little curious, you know, with how they're handling Callaway. But you know, I think those are a couple observations that you know, off the top of my head from the, from today. Well, let's let's go into a bit of detail with the uh, defense. You've got uh, Vernon out. You've got Avery out. So who was starting with the first on the other end of defensive end uh, as Miles Garrett was out? Chris Smith. Um, Smith. That would have been interesting because Chad Thomas, they're really counting on. He was a third-round pick last year. He came down with some sort of illness and didn't practice today. So, so who knows if it would have been Thomas or if it would have been Chris Smith. Chris Smith was an unrestricted free agent with the team last year. They signed him from the Bengals. He only had one sack, but he did, he did fill in as a reserve, you know, for Agba quite a bit. Um, so he was playing opposite Garrett. I saw Garrett continually get his hand on the ball. He batted another pass down today. I mean, he's just he's just looking like he really absolutely could blow up this year. So, but as far as with Vernon out, it looks like Chris Smith, Anthony Zettel was also taking a few snaps there as well. So, I think you know that front line with Vernon and Garrett, and then Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi on in the inside really is strong. Three of the four starters are pro bowlers and Ogan Joby might be one of the best of them all with the future. So um, it's the biggest questions depth, you know, that's why they were looking at Gerald McCoy, why they were looking at Mike Daniels is the second team. And if injuries crop up as they always do, they, they got to have somebody to plug in there. So um, Chris Smith, Anthony Zettel pretty much handled today. It would have been nice to see if Chad Thomas, what he would have looked like, all he's been known for so much. The only hit he's made is, you know, on Pharaoh Brown the other day in practice. <laughs> but that's good. That's that's kind of what it looks like. um, but one, um, one name, he's an undrafted free agent, uh, number uh, 61, what Ray, did you see him at all? Um, I've seen him out there. Um, he's made a couple plays, you know, he's not getting a lot of practice time with the starters. Um, but I can't really say that I've honed in on him to get an opinion one way or another of him. Because we, if we, like you said, we've got no idea how long Avery and Vernon are going to be out, but maybe someone like that just comes on the radar and gets a few snaps in week one while we're waiting for the rest of the guys to come back from injury. Well, a guy to look at, too, on the inside is Daniel Ekoaley. I think you spell E-Q or E-K-U-A-L-E. They kept him all year last year on the practice squad, and then he got suspended for one reason or another. But um, they re-signed him. And so something tells me that they have, they have some uh, expectations of him, think that he has a chance to 
and he's playing mostly on the inside. So um, there's a lot of guys that are going to make it or break it here in the preseason games, obviously, when they get to play. And they're going to go over and scrimmage with the Colts for three or four days. I think that'll go a long way um, as well. So there's a lot of names going to be popping up here, you know, on the radar. Um, but I like what I've seen of Greedy Williams. He's pushing hard for a starting job. He he was out there almost the entire day to day. He went in and, and stuck his head on Nick Chubb off the edge and took him down, which was really good to see because one of the knocks on Williams was he couldn't tackle. And, uh, and he wants to prove that he can. So, you know, I'm liking the corners. I like what I'm seeing with Denzel Ward and, and uh, Greedy Williams and Terrence Mitchell and TJ Carey. I mean, that that's going to be a pretty good core. And the safeties look pretty well. I like the tackling I've seen of Whitehead. Um, and it looks like he could be a find, you know, and there's the third safety to go with Damaris Randall. And, uh, and even Murray's been playing some back there and Morgan Burnett. The rookie, Sheldrick Redwine, fourth-round pick safety, had an interception today with the second team. Drew Stanton was looking over the middle, and Redwine picked him off. So I like the depth I'm seeing at the safety and, and really in the defensive backfield as a whole. And um, if I put a gun to your head, Fred, I'm not like doing that, but if I did, who would you say the starting week one corners would be? Uh, it would be Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams. Really? Um, something unforeseen. I think they really want Williams to – they're not going to hand him the job, but I really think they would like him because they they would like to be able to put those two corners out there, man-to-man press coverage, and let everybody else do their thing. Um, I think Terrence Mitchell would step in if Williams isn't ready, but I think it's Williams' job to lose at this point. What's your view on the linebackers? I like Taki Taki. I wrote a story on him. It's up on the OBR.com right now. Um, he's, they really have to restrain him. He, he was out there popping people in shorts, and, and he even said, I, I have to tone it down. But when they went into tackle with pads, he had three straight plays. He was in on the tackle. Um, he's all over the place, and he just is a high-energy guy. You hear that word a lot. But he looks like a guy that could really bring, you know, some some life to that defense. And uh, with Kirksey with a big contract and Schobert in the last year of his contract, I think they're really going to take a look at Taki Taki. He was out there today in the rotation every time I looked with the first team. They've been running a lot of just two linebackers, and he was actually out there um, um, on the weak side. So that's – that, that would bode well for the Browns if both he and Mac Wilson can get into the rotation. But, you know, as far as I think Schobert and Kirksey, they've both been doing well as well, Camp. So it's, it's given them some depth. Avery's listed as a linebacker, but he's really more of an edge rusher. He's been out with an ankle injury, but he plays a little linebacker. But when you really look at the top four linebackers, I would say it'd be Schobert, Kirksey, Taki Taki, and Mac Wilson. So, um, yeah, let's think the worst. If anything happened to Schober or Kurtzy, who do you think would step up and be the, first, the uh, second first team uh, linebacker? 
I think Sion Takitaki has put himself in a position to compete for playing time. I think he'll be in the rotation. And I haven't yet seen that from Mac Wilson, but he was out there a little bit more today. And so I think some of these guys, what really separates is when they get into the games. That's when guys that maybe you didn't see in practice step up and make a play or two and find their way onto the field and get into the rotation. Um, they drafted them guys for a reason. I think they're going to play. Because you still got that guy, uh, Adrius Taylor. Um, do you think he'd be the uh, backup or not? Yeah, I think he might be. <clears throat> the more I see of him, he looks like a core special teams player. That's what he was with Tampa. Um, he's been out there somewhat, but but I think that um, it's going to come down to um, he or Taki Taki and uh, you know, in the backup role, if I was looking at it right now. The other name is Ray Ray Armstrong. <laughs> Again, he's a, he's a reserve that can fill in because he's a veteran if need be. But I, I, again, look at him. He makes his mark on special teams. And I think that they have the depth now where they can really afford to have some special teams players that just specialize in special teams. Excellent. Now let's uh, flip it on the offense. Uh, the running back today. Let's look a bit at the depth. Um, I hear Chubb hitted, had good days. What about the third running back? Uh, as we know, Hunt's out. And Duke Johnson, you know, maybe traded, maybe injured. Who's going to be our third uh, running back? Well, right now in camp, there's only, well, there's only four. They had to sign a kid from Ohio U, A.J. Ouellette, um, to to actually so they could practice because they had three of the six out with injury and Hunt, Trayon Gray, and um, Duke Johnson. So I would say with all being healthy, Nick Chubb would be number one, Duke Johnson two, and Dontrell Hilliard three. As I said earlier, uh, Hilliard's getting a lot of reps and making plays in the passing game as well as in the running game. And um, I think that if they end up deciding to trade Duke Johnson, it would be because they feel comfortable enough uh, to go with Dontrell Hilliard as the backup to Nick Chubb. Yeah, because D. Ernest Johnson and A.J. – I don't know how to pronounce it. Ouellette. Ouellette. Yeah. Out of them two, anyone looking any good at all or not? Well, I haven't they, – they, neither have caught my eye of doing it. I mean, Ouellette just came in undrafted – just signed over the weekend really because they only I put up some video of them last week they only had three running backs in in practice and that was causing even more wear and tear on Nick Chubb and and um you know and Dontrell Hilliard and Dearness Johnson so that's why they brought in a fourth guy and and they've been saying Kareem Hunt is close I thought he would be back earlier this week but um yeah the longer these guys, I think they're just they're on Aaron on the caution side with Duke Johnson as well as Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt can't play for eight or nine weeks once the season starts. So they're saying, why in the world do we need to rush him back there? And what about the tight end room? Um, obviously, the Chiefs fine. We're looking then at uh, Harris, but how's the depth looking for you at tight end? Well, yeah. I would say Demetrius Harris is kind of in the Darren Fells role, the blocking tight end. He's 6'7", a big target. 
he has pretty good hands. He caught a couple of passes in the playoff game last year from Mahomes. Um, so I think that he will be a factor. I think in blocking situations, it's going to be primarily Harris. Set the valve. You know, had a concussion yesterday, didn't practice today. So that's been one of his problems is staying on the field. And and if that continues, he might have a tough time making the roster. Orson Charles is listed as a tight end, but he's used mostly as a fullback. Um, if they get tight with roster spots and decide not to use a fullback, he might be the odd man out. But as far as, yeah, I think that your primary ones – right now are Najoku and Harris and DeValve and, and uh, Charles are kind of battling. Steven Carlson's another one has had a little bit of a trouble hanging on the ball and what I've seen, but yeah, I think that they'll probably end up keeping three. Mm. And then if we move into the wide receiver room, like you said earlier, Callaway, you thought maybe at the start of this uh, preseason, he's number three. Is he getting well, pushed, down, pushed down to number four, five? Yeah, I mean, if you were to just gauge by what you watch, Higgins seems to be the third right now. I thought Callaway would end up three and Higgins four just because um, – well, either way, I don't think – when you got to look at Beckham and double-team him, you know, and Landry – I would put Higgins and Callaway up against any third or fourth or fifth cornerback in the NFL. That could be really good matchups, and Mayfield can find those guys. That's why I think um, one or both of them could really have big years this year. But um, as far as um, in the early going, it seems like Higgins is, is more in the three and Callaway's more at the four or five rotating with guys. I don't know if they're just trying to get him to push. Mayfield, when we asked him today about it, he said, we're looking for players that are just consistent, not up and down like roller coasters. So that tells me that Callaway has been a little inconsistent, um, reading between the lines. But I think, you know, there's a long way before the season. And I think they're just, you know, that guy didn't play footballs last year in college. He was suspended. Last year he was just trying to get it going. I think that I think that he really can have a big year this year still. Yeah. Callaway can be first round talent or Well, I think he'll also end up being the punt returner. He yes. could be a game changer there. That Browns haven't had a you know, a punt returner, you know, that can make a difference since Josh Cribbs and back in the day of Eric Metcalf. And, and so I, I would like to see, you know, him returning the punts and, um, you know, finding his way on the field. I think he can do pretty good. I really hope that um, Peppers was going to be that guy. And obviously he's, he's moved now. So, uh, and he didn't really show it that much, but yeah, uh, punt return is something we definitely need. Yep. So I asked Kitchens about that and he said, it's too far to, to talk about punt returner, but Callaway was in the mix. I see him being the punt returner. They had Dontrell Hilliard back there as well, and they had uh, Landry. He's more of a fair catch guy. Um, but, yeah, I think that Callaway's going to – has the inside track to be the punt returner. Yeah. Um, Freddie said it, though, at the end of his press conference, uh, maybe Camp 5, that um, he's in the mix for punt returner. <laughs> 
and we've seen it. Who's that? Callaway. Oh yeah, yeah. I asked him that question. He wouldn't. He 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 kind of pushed it off. Everything is just they got to get better, and I understand that. So, but just when you see who they're putting out on the field, you kind of can. They have to get them out there, who they're looking at, and so that's what I see happening. Freddie Kitchens is new to becoming a head coach. Some people say he comes across a little bit offish with the media. How do you find asking him questions? Oh, he doesn't give a lot. He's already picked up on that. Um, I like him. I was campaigning for him. I, I just think he's real. I think he's the players like him. He's honest with them. He's, you know, he did something in 30 years I've been – you know, in the media, he asked the media if the time he was meeting with us was a good time or if there was a better time. And we suggested another time and he changed it. I haven't seen that in the 30 some years I've covered teams that a head coach came and asked us, you know, and that's a little thing, but it shows that he is, he does care and he does, and he takes an interest in, in the players, everybody there. And, uh, you know, I just think the learning curve of a head coach is, you know, is so different in the NFL. And for him to be the head coach, not only at any level, to start out at the NFL level is quite a curve. And so I think he's doing good. I, I like the way he, you know, kind of reminds me of my high school days. Guys mess up. They run laps. They do push-ups. They run gassers when they get into fights. I mean, that's kind of old school, and, and I kind of like that. Yeah. All I can say is positive about things about Freddie. I did a fundraiser, he turns up. He's a big lad when you meet him face-to-face. He doesn't come across that big on uh, TV, but when he's in front of you, he's a, he's a big guy. Yeah, he is, but uh, he's genuine, and, and I, like, I like what I've seen so far. All right, Fred, we've got two more uh, rooms or positions to talk about. O-line, right guard. How's it looking today? We- well, they're just they're just straight um, rotating every day. Today was Eric Cush, so that finished the two rounds of three. Uh, they're just doing it straight on through. Yesterday, uh, Kitchen said they're not close to naming the starter for the foreseeable future. They seem to be okay with that. They want to get it right. Um, I think in the end, um, Austin Corbett will get the first crack at it. But nobody separated themselves. I think they're trying to think now as well as in the future. Um, who could be the backup center if J.C. Treader were to go down? So you've seen Corbett and Cush and Kalis also take snaps. Today it was Corbett at center. Um, and, and then also looking at next year, you got Treader in the last year of his contract. If they choose to not re-sign him or they cannot re-sign him, they have to know if they have their future center on the roster. So I think when all things are said and done, um, I'm feeling Corbett will be the starting center, but our starting right guard, but um, anything can happen. I, I think, you know, I read somewhere pro football focus said Eric Cush was rated the top pass blocker in the NFL last year when he was with the bears. And so, if, if they're in the passing game more in the running game, you know, he could be out there. So, you know, it's a, it's a good situation to have depth. But right now, yeah, it's just a, every day a different guy out there. Mm. 
And the last position I'm going to talk about is the kickers. Fred, what's going on there, mate? Well, both of them were five for five early in practice when they did a back and forth. Um, Cybert, his 39-yarder hit the upright, but it did go through. So he was five for five, just like Joseph was. But then they got into trouble. They went into the two-minute drill, and um, they both missed field goals. Then they did the end of the game, and and Cybert was short on a 46-yarder. And uh, Joseph did make one, but it's just been inconsistent, you know, as far as you got to believe when you draft a kicker in the fifth round, you're going to give him every opportunity to make the team, especially when the guy who picked him picks the roster. You know, and I could see letting him go if he was a seventh-round pick, but a fifth-round pick, you got to be pretty sold on the guy. Um, but that being said, if he continues kicking the way he is and not making it, um, I can see him going with Joseph and, and maybe keeping Seibert on the practice squad or, or maybe he gets hurt so, he, so he's around for another year. I don't know, but they got to get it corrected. And if, if neither of them can step up and do it, they got to get a kicker that can put it through the uprights because there's nothing more disheartening to a team to lose the game at the end because your field goal kicker can't make it. We saw that last year. That season could have been a lot different in the opener with the Steelers or even the second game with the Saints if Zane Gonzalez would have made a field goal or even an extra point against the Saints. Um, who knows if they'd have been 2-0, and what would have happened? Because they beat the Jets, and then that's when Mayfield took over. So they got to get this solved, and I think that's why they drafted Seibert in the fifth round. But so far, he, 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 whether he's nervous or what, Mayfield was asked because he knows him playing at Oklahoma. He said he'll be fine. He'll iron it out and he'll be fine. So he stuck with him. We'll see. So, Fred, what's your solution? Do we go for two on after every um, touchdown? Or do we bin off these two kickers and get go out and get someone in free agent? No. I thought Robbie Gold, or there was, a, there was some restricted free agents available in free agency that I thought maybe they would go spend some money and make it impossible for the other team to match, but they chose not to do that. So they had to feel very good at Cyber to pick him. And I think that, yeah, they've got a list of emergency guys who's, who's available, but um, if this continues, yeah, they'll make a change. Um, but I think they're not going to do it until, you know, the regular season starts if, the, if one of these guys hasn't taken control of the team by then. Well, Fred, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much for your time. Fred, where can people find your details? Well, get on the OBR.com or the easiest way. Follow me on Twitter at Fred, F-R-E-D. G-R-E-E-T-H-A-M at Fred Greetham, the OBR.com. We have, we got stuff going everywhere. We got guys all over the place writing every angle of the Browns, as much in-depth information, the best hardcore Browns fans in the world are right there at the OBR.com. Excellent. And it's great. You got the, the team so strong at the moment. It's great. And uh, Matt Robinson joined. I'm so happy for you guys.
Yeah, we lost Jake Burns today. He it was his last day. He'd been with us doing tremendous work. He's going to go to that uh, Cleveland.com. And so we wish him the best of luck. But as far as we're excited to have Mac join us and upward and onward. Excellent. Well, Fred, thank you very much for your time. And uh, hopefully I'll see you week one at the Titans. All right. Sounds good. Take care, Fred. All right.